Welcome to the Perfecting Your Practice podcast, where we will talk about finance for the healthcare professional and medical practice owner. This series is brought to you by Bankers Healthcare Group, the leader in financing solutions for healthcare professionals. Since 2001, BHG has worked with more than 100,000 licensed practitioners to help them reach their financial goals. Perfecting Your Practice is designed to talk about ways you can invest in your career and practice in order to set yourself up for success. Now here's your host, Chris Panabianco, Chief Marketing Officer at BHG. Hey everyone, welcome back to Perfecting Your Practice podcast. I hope you're having a great day. Whether you're joining us for the first time or you're a repeat listener, welcome. Not too long ago, I had the pleasure of bringing my friend on, Dr. Randy Wong, uh, from the Russ and Randy podcast. I really enjoyed our talk so much that we've invited him back and he's actually willing to come back and be on the, the podcast. Uh, Randy, thanks for taking time uh, to speak with us today. It's always a pleasure to speak with you. Hey, Chris, great to be back. Um, I, I just want to point out that I think it's hilarious, or I think it's hilarious that you've actually got a physician, a retina specialist, who's talking about internet marketing to a banker on a podcast. Who also I mean, to be a who the hell even knew what a podcast was 10, 20 years ago? <laughs> next thing you know, we'll be on uh, Spotify, we'll be on Snapchat, we'll be doing crazy things in the next yeah. couple of years. <laughs> Um, for all of our listeners, just to let you know, Russ and Randy is a very popular podcast. They've just recently crossed 1 million views on their YouTube channel, and they've recorded their 100th podcast. So these guys, Russ and Randy, know their stuff. Randy, I, I've gotten to know over the last few months, and just a wealth of knowledge. Uh, it's an honor for us to have someone in the healthcare profession uh, come on, and someone for me as a marketing professional uh, that looks up to someone with this kind of experience. So again, it's a, it's a real honor, Randy, um, to have you here today. We're going to talk about scarcity marketing and healthcare. Uh, very exciting topic. Uh, so you know, you ready to get going here? Sure. You'll find I like to speak about this stuff. <laughs> you have such good knowledge on both sides. You know, this is a, a fun part for me. Is that I actually. Just get to ask a few questions and be quiet for once. Everybody on my team's probably happy for that. Well, as a doctor, I'm naturally convincing. Yeah. <laughs> Randy, do me a favor. Can you please tell folks in simple terms, what does scarcity marketing in healthcare mean? <clears throat> scarcity marketing is probably the model in which generations of doctors have marketed or built their practice. Scarcity marketing to me means that in, if you own a restaurant and you're the only restaurant in town, you don't have to be the best of anything. You don't have to have the best food, the best service, the best prices, the best hours, because you're the only one in town. And believe it or not, that's how doctors have uh, been building practice for generations upon generations. The adage hanging out a shingle was really all we had to do because there was really nowhere else. So you're saying this is ha actually happening within healthcare. What's so scarce in the industry? Yeah, and I think probably everyone just f finished rolling their eyes like, wait a second, if you look up and down the street, there's doctors all over the place. I think there are areas in the United States where there aren't enough doctors, but I'm not talking about healthcare providers as being scarce. What's scarce until the internet was sources or resources where people could learn about their health problems or find answers to their health questions. 
So until the internet, really the only people, the only resource people had was either word of mouth, asking a friend or relative, or their doctor or health provider. So that's what was scarce, access to resources. That makes perfect sense. So how can healthcare providers really be successful given this environment? What can they do? What are, what are some thoughts you have there? Well, this, go, this goes back to the discussion of whether or not you want to market. And I'm, I, I'm here to tell you that unless you're about to give away your practice, you're not interested in selling it. You're not interested in growing at all. You don't need to know about marketing. If you are not that person, if you're the hospital that wants to gain market share in your community, if you're the doctor that wants to build your practice, attract colleagues, et cetera, et cetera, you need to market. You need to tell people about who you are, what you do, and educate them. If you're trying to attract colleagues, you need to tell them how great a, great a practice you have. If you want to attract new associates in a hospital, you got to talk about your EMR. You need to talk about uh, your mission statement, why your hospital or institution is better than the one down the street. With that, so I, I've noticed a shift more towards the, the group practice. How can you maintain that individuality in that environment? Well, I think it's 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 actually easier than you think. What's difficult, uh, what's easy in in healthcare marketing is if you just kind of put pen to paper and tell people about what you what you do, who you are, why you're special. I think that's that that uniqueness will resonate. Okay. You by marketing, you have the opportunity of defining yourself. You know how your practice operates as a business, how you operate as a physician or practitioner, what your practice beliefs are, what's important to you, what's important to your hospital, et cetera, et cetera. So how are you, how are you showing the world that? Uh, they're through a variety of ways, but the general, the first thing you ought to do is display that on your website. Do it through articles, otherwise called posts or pages. Write down information that number one, educates. Number two, engages the reader. And you want to have talk about subjects or content, which is relevant. And relevance means that it answers the questions people are having. Remember, they've, they've stumbled upon your website because they Googled you and probably with a question like 10 causes of red eyes or three types of headache. And if you wrote an article on your website that answers that question, they're going to stumble upon your, your website. They may have done a local search like pediatrician in, in, on Main Street. Um, but you want to make sure that the content you put on there educates, engages, is relevant. Uh, you want to use, I think you have to have start out with a website, but you also want to use a medium which your patients are familiar with. You know, you and I have chatted before separately about, well, maybe you and I will be on Snapchat. You know, if your patients aren't on Snapchat, don't bother with it. If your patients are on Facebook, Go for Facebook. If your patients still use email, use email. And by the way, they do. Um, and I think the last thing you want to do is kind of close your eyes, admit to yourself that in a perfect day in the clinic, you would like to see this type of patient. This perfect patient persona is very important because it gets you more excited and you better educate and you're just a little bit more prolific and engaging when you're talking about your favorite patient persona. That's excellent. One thing I want to go back to, you, you talked about 
types of content you're putting out there, articles, blog posts. I recently went to the StoryBrand conference. Uh, Donald Miller, he's a New York Times bestselling author. I was in Nashville. One of the things he talked about were relevant calls to action or transitional calls to action. So for example, if you're on your website, there's something you're you're posting some content and you touched on it, five, X, five reasons for XYZ, 10 things to watch out for. Can you talk a little bit, if you are gonna create that content, how do you get the engagement with your customer? How do you catch their eye? Because people are moving through Facebook so fast. It's almost, it's crazy now when, when you open Facebook to get something that catches your eye that looks different. So can you talk a little bit about that? If I'm a healthcare practitioner and I'm taking this great content and all the questions that I get asked and I have all this knowledge, how do I label that or title it or place that in a medium to get people to pay attention to it? Well, this comes under the heading of engagement, and there are lots of ways to engage a patient. Number one, you've got to title your article or make it clear to Google and your patient that the article you're about to read will answer your question. Okay, so you want to make sure that your article answers the question clearly and succinctly. You want to write or talk at basically an eighth grade level. You don't want to talk over or write um, using fancy terms that most people don't uh, understand. You suddenly become boring. And if you're boring, they'll click away. So you want to get your message across. You basically want to write as though the patient were sitting in front of you. You want to make sure that the article is at least 300 words to make sure that Google picks it up and indexes it. You want to use headers and bullet lists so that as people scan vertically through this article, which is what they do before they actually read the first sentence, they'll get an understanding that this is likely to, to, to help me. Um, and the, you want to use pictures. You want to break up the, the text so it's not one long, boring, continuous article. So there's, there's lots of ways you, you want to engage. I am a big proponent in writing in the first person. You want to write as though the patient you're talking to is right in front of you. Excellent. One other topic I'd love in the time we have left, email. Email, you and I have talked back and forth. I've been on your podcast, the Russ and Randy podcast. We talked in our previous podcast a little bit about email. People say email's dead. I disagree wholeheartedly, so do you. Can you give our listeners just a few tips on email, like maybe how to get started if you haven't been doing it, uh, how to craft an email, what to include, just a few tips to give them to take away that when they're done listening, they can go and execute something actionable for our listeners. Emails, emails are pretty ubiquitous. You need to, I believe that everybody, every practice and every hospital should be uh, building their email subscription list. And what you will do with that list of people is, or what you can do is send an electronic newsletter. The most common way and easiest way to do that is you can um, connect your website to a email service provider, something like MailChimp or AWeber, that automatically will send out a newsletter announcing your new article that you've posted on your on your website. So it's actually, no, once it's set up, there's no additional work. I would do this routinely, maybe start out once a month, 
then go to twice a month. You don't want to spam your audience. And what you're going to find is that your patients who already know you, you're going to build a, a stronger relationship and trust. And they're more likely to go ahead and brag about you to their friends and neighbors and say, hey, you got to go see this doctor. You got to go to this hospital. It's, it's, it's the greatest. They publish this newsletter and it helps me understand exactly what's going on with me, et cetera, et cetera. I think that's probably the easiest way to do it. If you don't have a website, you can still you know, send out newsletters, but I definitely think in this day and age, email is the way to go. Excellent. One last question. Uh, we talked a lot about website. Uh, you know, for us in the industry, uh, it's a very overused term and we just think of it as it's something you have to have. Again, if I'm a healthcare professional and I've, trust me, I have three little kids. Um, my wife is Dr. Google. She's on there reviewing, uh, looking at any uh, professional we have to, to go to. I see some bad websites. If I'm one of those people, A, you have to look in the mirror, I think, and just say, look, this isn't good. Uh, it's not going to get me where I want. But what would you do, again, for the, the novice listener, even the, someone who thinks they're great at marketing, what would you tell them? How, to, how, how do you analyze your website? And then how do you know that I need something better? And then what would you do to get a better web- website? Well, I think that having a website, no matter how poor, is better than having no website. Uh, I have this, when I lecture, I talk about that websites should, these days, should always be under construction, meaning it's never done. Uh, there's a lot that can, of work that can go into it, but start off simple. You should definitely have a homepage, which quickly conveys uh, the specialty that, that you're engaged in. You do not have to be all-consuming. You do not have to do what doctors do in that we know everything and we're specialists in every disease. Number one, it's not true. Number two, there's just too much text. You should probably highlight the top three diseases or diagnoses that you, you, you make. You need to have, in addition to a homepage, you have to have an about page. The about page will tell you you should look who you are as a doctor or who you are as a practice or an institution. And then the third page you must have is a contact page. If people are interested in coming out to see you, how do they reach you? How do they call you? What's your address? So those are the first three things that I would do. Home, about, and contact. And then with time, maybe do an additional page every month or every quarter. And you can build out the content on your website to start to cover uh, diseases that you treat and diagnose. Excellent. And and again, everyone listening, you can do this yourself. You don't need to pay uh, an agency to do it. You don't need to have someone who's got 20 years in marketing. There are tools, as Randy mentioned, with email. MailChimp is there. With websites, you have GoDaddy. MailChimp is free. MailChimp is free up to a certain certain amount. But even after that, if you have, uh, hopefully you have that big of a database, it's very, very, very cheap. Uh, And then when it comes to building a website, Randy, who would you use if you're, again, a novice, Well, not even an office. I think even professionals, even hospitals, there's only one platform I would recommend, and that's WordPress, WordPress wordpress.org. It's a little confusing, but you, it is, it has the ability to look like you can make, you can design. It's got tremendous flexibility in design. It can be completely optimized. It is the best for search engine optimization, which although we didn't talk about is the ability for your website to rank. It also has is the biggest platform in the world. So you can, with time, 
you can add as many functions as you want. You can do e-commerce. You can have all different types of what we call plugins that add functionality to the WordPress. And what I love about WordPress is you can start with a three-page website and you can build it to, to become anything you want without changing the platform. So there's no upgrade. You're starting with the best. Perfect. Doesn't cost much at all. That and I think that's the point to remember is your your time is valuable. Uh, you know you don't have to be someone who's a, a full fledged developer, uh, and you can do it yourself. You can start and you can you can make a difference. I think you'll see and a that's, difference. That's really what we talk about on Russ and Randy is how to do it yourself because you have to do it yourself. Uh, you constantly need to be working on your website and your digital presence, and it's just too it's impossible to hire someone to do this. It needs to be part of your practice in in two thousand wherever we are, 2018, uh, what our company does as a consulting is to teach you how to do this because we need to know how to do this. It needs to be part of our arsenal. It needs to be part of our, our, our admin uh, within the office. Randy, if I wanted to engage with you and get some more information about how to get started uh, with some consulting, how would I do that? I think the best thing to do is uh, – reach out to me via email. It's Randall, R-A-N-D-A-L-L dot V as in Victor dot Wong, W-O-N-G at gmail.com. Uh, you can hit me on Facebook. LinkedIn works pretty well with me. Uh, you can contact me through my website, uh, medicalpracticeadministrator.com uh, or um, medicalmarketingenterprises.com or visit russandrandy.com. That's the uh, website that talks about our podcast. That's great. And, you know, I can't thank you enough, Randy. I think you bring a tremendous value to your colleagues as well as to us as a partner uh, with BHG. I can't thank you enough. What's one thing you want to have our listeners take away from today's episode and our discussion? Being successful on the internet is easier than you think. You just need to make the effort. There are so many physicians and healthcare providers that are missing this opportunity and you will be appreciated by your next patient if you just take the first step to put some information about yourself and then migrate to a, a website or a digital platform that starts to regularly educate patients. Thank you so much, Randy. You know, again, it's another great discussion with you. I think we've set ourselves up for about eight or nine more episodes with some of the things we didn't touch on from pay-per-click to rep online reputation management. Uh, so we're definitely hoping to have you back very soon. Uh, folks. Uh, I look forward to it. Thank you. Uh, folks, do you have any questions? Want to chat more? I'd love to hear from you. I want to continue this conversation. Uh, feel free to email me at chrisp at bhg-inc.com or connect with me on LinkedIn. Uh, again, thank you to Randy from the Russ and Randy podcast. Uh, that's it for today. Uh, again, looking forward to hear from you. Have a great day. Thanks, Chris. Bye-bye. For episode notes and worksheets, please visit perfectingyourpracticetoday.com. If you found this episode helpful, please share it with your peers. Thanks for listening to the Perfecting Your Practice podcast, presented by Bankers Healthcare Group the leading provider of financial solutions for healthcare professionals. To learn more about BHG's working capital loans, business startup loans, credit cards, and patient financing, visit bankershealthcaregroup.com.